what's the transformation or the change in someone's life I want to give them as part of this course. That's what people are signing up for. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek, that is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Purple for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Purple is an evolutionary mattress with its own patented technology. Go to purple.com slash dreamjob and use promo code dreamjob. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I was feeling a little sick this weekend and I gave myself permission to watch a movie and I chose an old movie I hadn't seen in a while and I love it, Jerry Maguire. Oh my God. Cameron Crowe, incredible. The writing, the acting, the music. That's the way it's gonna be, little darling. We'll go riding on the horses, yeah, yeah. You're probably like, what is that? Yeah, that's a song by Ricky Lee Jones that's in that movie. Um, that was great. And then I watched Rocket Man. I hadn't seen it. That was sad. Oh my God, Elton John, I didn't know what he had been through. Wow. But I love that scene where they recreate the video. I'm still standing stronger than I ever did. I'm looking like a new survivor. It's really good. Wow. What an incredible message. So much hope too. You know, he's been sober now 28 years. Anyway, so did that. And I also had a really good conversation with my friend, Laura Belgray, because I was feeling really anxious and I was all worked up. I was like, you know, we got to move. I've been thinking about moving. And she's like, why do you have to move? Why do you have to leave LA? And I was telling her the reasons why. And she's like, Kath, so much of this is not even real. Like all these things you're saying, why would you leave for that reason or that reason? And um, you guys, I realized that sometimes our deepest, oldest fears can be so sneaky. And so I posted yesterday on Instagram, she realized none of it was real and set herself free. And so I just invite you not to make decisions from a place of lack or fear, but to always make decisions from a place of what lights you up, what makes you feel the most expansive, your enthusiasm, because it doesn't lead you astray. You know, I was talking to Jason Mraz last week. I can't wait to air that episode. He's, he's such a gem. And he was saying the least practical thing you can do is do the things that you don't like, right? The most practical thing you can do is do the things that make you feel like you're in a state of joy. And it's so simple, but it's so true. I'm excited about today's episode because a few years ago, I gave myself permission, even though I was really scared, and I started my first online course, and it was for songwriters. I was teaching songwriters how to break into the business of licensing their music to film and TV. And that was the first endeavor that took me on to make seven figures. And as a songwriter, I had been making a decent living, three to $400,000 a year. But once I started teaching songwriters how to do what I was doing, everything changed. And then it was only after that, that I started a podcast. And now I've gone on to teach so many other programs from podcasting courses. Now I have my amazing coaching programs as well, which are sort of like high touch programs, not so much courses, but it's a version of, of a course for sure. And so today we have on someone who is really one of the most genius people in the world at helping people create their own courses. 
He's awesome. His name is Greg Smith, and he's the co-founder of Thinkific. It's an amazing platform that helps entrepreneurs create, market, sell, and deliver their own online courses. It's actually the platform that I use, and I've used so many others, and I'm telling you, this is heads and shoulders above everything else. They have over 40,000 course creators, over 30 million courses have been taken, and over $300 million have been earned through just this platform. It's pretty crazy, but it really goes to show you how powerful online teaching, online courses, online coaching programs, how much that can really generate in your business. And like I said, we use Thinkific for everything and they did not pay me to say any of this. They're not sponsoring this. I just think that they're the best thing ever. I want to give them some love because their service is incredible. They go above and beyond. The teaching tools that they have just are second to none and the customer service is amazing. And if any of you are considering it, Right now is not a bad time to start utilizing your knowledge and and possibly that passion for helping people and turning that into an online program. Think about it. You don't have to rely on a physical location to help other people to get results. And it can become really solid revenue and it allows you to be your own boss and create something that's totally right in your own hands. You could do it over Zoom and maybe it's the thing. I mean, for me, it opened a gateway to so many other things. I don't think I'd ever have started a podcast had I not started the course first. You just follow the whisper, see where it leads. Greg has a ton of tactical tips to share in this conversation. You're definitely going to want to take some notes. Without further ado, please welcome the amazing Greg Smith. Greg, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Kathy. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to have you. And We've been using Thinkific and it's so great. And for those of you who don't know what Thinkific is and you don't know who Greg is, we're going to get into that right now. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where this all began? For sure. So I was going to law school and I started teaching and tutoring on the side to help cover tuition and and pay off some of my student loans. Mm -hmm. And so initially it was just, you know, five or 10 people in a classroom for the weekend, teaching them how to take the LSAT exam. And then I was also doing some one-on-one tutoring and I just kept finding that everyone, like I think so many of us where people want to pick our brain or um, we help them with things or we have a skill or a passion or knowledge or expertise we want to share, uh, everyone would come to me and, and their first few hours of conversations or questions were always the same because they're all starting from a very similar place. So I put sure. together a blog just to help them and, and put it out in the world. Just, here's all the stuff I always get asked. And eventually that went, turned into an online course. And I was really lucky. My my roommate and brother uh, is a software developer or at the time roommate, uh, still brother. He was a software <laughs> developer. So we we built it together. So I built the course content and then he built the software to handle it. But even having a developer uh, in-house, it was pretty painful to build it all. And so that was sort of the first clue that there was something here where we could do a better job and make this easier for people. I mean, we looked everywhere. I wanted something off the shelf software that could just make it really easy to build my course, yeah. put it on. What I wanted is I wanted on my site with my brand, my course, basically build my own business and then go and deliver these courses to people and couldn't find anything. So we built our own and then pretty quickly that became quite successful, made a huge impact in a lot of students' lives. But the really cool thing is we started seeing other people reaching out to us saying, hey, can you build our course website and, wow, and help us create and sell a course? Wow. So that's how we started. Uh, that was kind of the impetus behind building Thinkific was to help solve that problem for other people as well. And what year was that? Uh, the course was up in 2005, 2006 when I was in law school. There was a lot of inbound interest from people looking to build their own stuff, but we didn't actually get around to starting it until 2012. So I went on to finish law school, practiced as a lawyer, uh, and then eventually 2012, we started Thinkific. Oh my gosh. So explain to people who don't know how would you explain what Thinkific does? Right. So uh, it, it solves that problem that I had, which is it makes it really easy for you to create your own course or courses uh, or membership site uh, where you can take your skill or knowledge or passion, whether it's in you know a hobby or fitness or business or, or any area where you have some some skill or, or expertise you want to share with people and then build a business around it or add it to your existing business. We more and more, we see people even adding courses to their existing businesses, but to get it up and running uh, easily where you don't have to be a software developer, you don't have to know one. You can just self-serve, jump in, set it all up really quickly. We've got a whole team to help you here if you get stuck on anything and then get it up and going and get it out there and, and build a business around teaching people what you love. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's just amazing how like you're, you don't even know at the time what you're really creating. Yeah. Like what you were really creating eventually was this unbelievable 
rocket ship that helps other people teach the things that they have knowledge around. Let's talk about what that magic is. Because often we think, oh, I need to know the 15 stairs before I can even begin to take the first step. And look what happened there. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting is I, I certainly didn't look that far ahead in early days. I mean, in creating the course, it was let's just grab a little camera and start shooting some video in my living room. You know, at the time I didn't have a camera on my cell phone like we all do now, but I still, I see people now just picking up their cell phone and starting to shoot their course on that. I mean, obviously you can, you can do more than that, but um, I just got a camera in my living room, started shooting videos, teaching people what I wanted. In fact, even before that, I was really just doing voiceover PowerPoint slides and then using that yep. to actually build out the course. Yep. Yeah. So starting with the tools I had on hand and, and going with it and, and building something out. Now we make a lot of that stuff a lot easier for people, but, but those days it was go buy a camera, put it on a tripod, shoot against my living room wall and uh, put some voice over top of PowerPoint slides and then yeah. build a website around it. Yeah. And I actually think that that is where, where all the juice is because to me, any kind of sale, any kind of learning, any kind of connection, it's intimacy, right? So it's, it's about creating real value and the real value is really what's coming from you, you know, and how you're creating that kind of back and forth, you know, communication and are your students really getting it? It's not really about how fancy the video is. Um, and so I think that that's amazing though, that you went ahead and, and created something. And what I've also learned in my own journey is that for everything you do, there will be a line of people around the block who want to know how you do what you do. Yep. And that's, what's really fascinating. And that's what I think makes it so that I think there's so many of us who have courses inside of us because if you're a potter, if you're a candle maker, if you are good at organizing homes, for everything you do, there are people who want to know how you do it. So how do you explain what that was like for you, that journey? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, the, the lawyer thing was, I loved it. It was a ton of fun, but then I saw this course starting eventually the course was it was always a side project it was a hobby i'd work on it sort of a little bit of time on the weekend or after work or if i was on vacation and the course actually started to generate more revenue than my practice as a lawyer and i was working for one of the largest law firms oh in the country God. doing you know ipos and securities and capital markets law raising millions or billions of dollars for companies but the course was doing more so that was sort of that first sign of, wow, there really is something here. And then when everyone else started calling and saying, or a bunch of other people calling and saying, we want to do the same thing you're doing. How did you do it? We actually started trying to do this for them in a very uh, service oriented way. Like I'd go to someone's office and we'd film them and then I would edit the video. We'd put it into a course. Oh boy, that's a lot. Uh, I oh would my. even get on the phone for them and sell the course to companies what? or places that I thought might want to buy their course. So we were really just bootstrapping and, and really kind of scrappy and do whatever it takes to kind of make this happen and test it out. And it was, we were a few years in really before we got to the point of we should really go back to the original idea and kind of build a, a really simple to use thing that anyone can just jump in and do it themselves easily. Amazing. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. When you're talking to people about courses and you've gotten to see so many, the stats that I've seen for Thinkific are that you've had over 40,000 course creators on the platform with 30 million courses taken. I mean, <laughs> even 1% of that is a, is a lot, right? That's, that's a lot of success. So what do you think from where you sit, what do you see that makes a course successful? It's interesting that often people think what topics are successful. And I know you know that's not because you mentioned all these different areas of from everything from pottery through, I mean, there's someone who's doing amazingly well teaching hula hooping. Um, no so, way. I love hearing that. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Like, like a whole team and, you know, traveling the world and teaching hula hooping. It's, it's, it's wild. Wow. Yeah. So it really can be that any area of passion or interest that you have. And like you said, if there's something that you do well, other people want to know how you do it. Mm -hmm. So the topic can be all over the place. I think where people do really well is actually when they care a lot about the students and the learners and the results, because yeah. you can throw 
thousands or millions into advertising and, and marketing, but if you're not delivering a really amazing product and results for people, it tends to falter. And uh -huh. example I love to use is Netflix. I mean, they spent 2.9 billion on marketing last year and you can do amazing things with that, but they spent 15 billion on content because they know Whoa. it's the delivery of the great experience after you get that new customer that actually builds the whole business and makes it sustainable and, yeah. and creates. And the way the internet works now with testimonials and referrals and reviews yes. If you don't deliver that amazing value, you don't really have a scalable business. But if yep. you do, it's amazing how it can really take off. Uh, I love that you're saying that. And that's such a great example with Netflix. So let's talk about how do we do that? What have you seen that makes for a great user experience? What are the things that the excellent course creators are doing to make sure that their students walk away with a result? One of the first things I see, and I'd say, so there's four or five things I see people do. And the first one is really doing an amazing job of welcoming people in. So once that customer makes a choice to work with you, whether it's, you know, signing up for something you're giving away for free, especially the transition point when they've put any money down to work with you, jumping on that opportunity, because you really have this really small window of time where you can make an amazing first impression before someone pays, it's kind of considered marketing. And there's a bit of a, a question mark on trust there. Yeah. And, but in those few moments after someone, you know, few hours, few days after someone puts their credit card down, there's this real opportunity to create an amazing first impression. So IPC people, even people teaching thousands of students where they're calling up most, if not all of their students in that first day or that first week after they've made a purchase. And it might just be a two or three minute phone call uh, or a quick video they send them, uh, but they're really making it an amazing welcome experience to say, you know, appreciate you took a chance on me and you're going to work with me. Uh, and it can also be a great way of learning because you can ask them, hey, why did you choose me of all the people out there or what resonated with you? And that'll help you refine and improve both your program and your marketing. That's excellent. It's such a good point. It's like right after people put their credit card down, you know, a lot of times, like you just said, I mean, you can just see this so intuitively. People spend all this energy on the launch and the marketing. Now people are in and it's like crickets right? Mm -hmm. And that's when people start to have buyer's remorse. It's like, oh, where is everyone now? Oh, now there's all these modules. How do I get through it? What does that second module even mean? Where's the homework? And now I feel like, eh, I'm out of here. <laughs> and so a lot of times when people don't really welcome their class, what winds up happening is people want refunds, right? But if you're, if you're right there, you know, sort of like welcoming someone into your home, greeting them at the door, making them feel like you care, you know, you're happy they've arrived and you're going to make sure that they feel comfortable. Take off Put your them shoes. a glass of wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? You said there were four or five things. What are a few of those other things? Yeah. And I love you said buyer's remorse because I think it's about turning it into buyer's joy. Um, but the next thing I see is that, that onboarding or giving them clarity. So a lot of people across any demographic, when they want to learn something, they're going to Google, YouTube, search engines, you know, they're going sure. online to look. But when you do that, you're in what's called sort of exploratory, unguided learning. Yeah. And that's not as effective as having a spirit animal or a coach to guide you along and show <laughs> you the journey. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to say, you know, be what they signed up for. They didn't pay you to give an exploratory learning thing of, you know, here's a bunch of things, learn at your leisure, wherever you want and, you know, hunt and peck and figure out what you want, give them some guidance. So tell them where to go first, let them know what the end result is going to be and how you're going to get them there and then start them on the, the path one step at a time. And uh, a lot of really good ways you can do it, but the easiest is just saying, here's where we're going to be going and here's where you need to start. And so I find that's a, a really important thing. And it can be as simple as, as sending them an email saying, here's where I'm going to take you. This is what we've promised in our marketing. And this is yeah. the, the transformation we're going to create. Step one, start here. Step two, then you're going to go here and just show them the first couple of steps in that journey. And that makes them feel a lot safer too, that yes. they, they made this purchase or they joined your, your program and, and you're going to guide them there. Yeah, I love that. It makes so much sense. Like it's simple, but it's important. But it also means that as a course creator you know what those things are. Take some time, put some thought into it and say, like if you're going from A to B to C, this is, this is what we're doing. And, and that I think, and I want to ask you this as I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in it, but I want to, I want to come back to this because I think a lot of people then get overwhelmed. Like, well, 
how can I be a course creator then? I'm not a perfect course maker. <laughs> and I don't know what those steps are. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate. I think yes. it could be something super simple. Do you agree? Yes, definitely. Yeah. In fact, when I do this, what I start with is I just, I take one piece of paper and I limit myself to one and I write at the top, what's the transformation or the change in someone's life I want to give them as part of this course, because that's what people are signing up for. They're not signing up to watch a bunch of videos or take your program. They're signing up for the change in their life, is it a promotion or weight loss or a new fitness skill or ability or a hobby. And then I just write, what steps do they need to go through on the piece of paper and I might break it down to a couple sub steps and that's it. That becomes sort of the basis of my teaching curriculum. That's really it. I think so often we don't realize that what people are buying is not a process. They're buying a result. And so people will be like, well, you know, the launch didn't work. I said, what did you do? Well, I told people, you know, sign up for this program. I'm going to teach you algebra. I'm going to teach you addition. I'm going to teach you (laughs) subtraction, calculus. It's like, but what's the result? Oh, well, the result was I want them to be able to budget. I want them to have more freedom. They can take more trips because they can have a way of making their money work for them. It's like, well, then don't tell me the process. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Just tell me what the result is, right? I think that people don't get that. And what you just said is people are mm-hmm. buying a transformation. Yeah. And it can be very simple, right? Like I'm gonna, you're going to, you'll be able to knit a sweater for your daughter or something like that. That would be even better. That's the, the simpler, result, right? the better. Yeah. yeah. So going back to your list and then we're, we have a lot more fun things to discuss, but so we talked about how important it is to welcome people. We talked about how important it is to just give them a sense that here's where they're at. Here's where they're headed. What else is important? Uh, Another big one I'm finding more and more is community is having some kind of community around your course or membership or brand. And so it can be as simple as a Facebook group. We have communities now in Thinkific, so people can do it there. But some way of welcoming people into your tribe of people who are participating and learning together. And it can be a huge group of 20,000 people, or it could be a tiny group of two or three. In fact, I see people do both. If they have a, say a 20,000 Facebook group, then they'll create mini groups within that to say, Hey, here's your accountability buddies uh, that you're going to work together, but bringing people into some kind of community. Yeah, we do that. I think that that's so much of what this is all about. And you just said accountability buddies. We do, we do a lot of stuff like that and we sort of take it to the next level. We have different coaches that are assigned in our program to different people as well. I think the accountability and that peer pressure could be a positive pressure where people are just there to hold space and support you and keep you accountable. And the studies show that if you're kept accountable, you're so much more likely, you're 95% more likely actually to get a result if you have accountability. Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say about that before we move on? You've already given us a lot of what, what you think makes a course work. Well, the other two really cool things I see just really quickly is, is, I mean, making sure that you're delivering the results that you promised. So trying to get people there doing everything you can uh, to get those results. Because that's, like I said, really what drives the whole yeah. virtuous circle here. And then the last one is that is I'm seeing a little more now, not enough of, but I think it's super cool. And it goes to that community piece is creating opportunity or space for your successful students or alumni or even people who are partway through to teach others and kind of become your ambassadors within your community to go and help and share and coach and train and teach others. And that it benefits them because they get to develop mastery and what they've just learned from you. But of course it benefits you and the whole community because now you've got this team of ambassadors who are out there uh, helping teach others. So it just creates value for everyone. I love what you're saying. It, it, it's so good And it's so true. I mean, everything comes down to word of mouth, everything. So I love how there was such a through line in what you just said about, please, please invest in getting people the result because Mm -hmm. that ultimately is what's going to sell it for you the next time. And you want people to just keep building and, and, and sharing upon what you're doing. And then you really don't have to sell anything anymore. It's being sold for you. Everyone's like, oh, I did this and I got this result great. You should do it too. It just makes sense. (laughs) So let's go to the next thing. I feel like a lot of people listening right now are going to get into their head Mm -hmm. and they're going to get overwhelmed and say, well, this all sounds pretty amazing. It sounds Mm -hmm. like Kathy, you know, has made millions of dollars from courses and Greg's made tens and tens of millions of dollars of courses. 
but I'm not like them and I don't know mm-hmm. how to create a course. And mm-hmm. this feels like way out there and way out of reach. Yep. And you were really kind before and said it could be really simple. Like, is the result just helping someone knit a sweater? I don't think that we think that whatever we know is enough. Mm-hmm. I think that we are convinced that in order for me to go teach something, I have to be the absolute best expert in the world. What are some examples maybe you could give of, of course creators that you've seen that have done really well who they're not the Dalai Lama. <laughs> they're not the, the Messiah. They're not the, the very best person in the yeah. world. And how can you help us understand that that imposter syndrome is really holding us back when there yeah. is value that we each can share? Yeah, I love that that topic too. And um, you know, just to clarify too on on talking some of those numbers is um, and how big this opportunity is is we're you think if it is a platform, we, you know, we're serving a lot of course creators, but we're a tiny piece of the market. I think we'll do we'll see about three hundred to four hundred million dollars in courses sold through our platform this year, but that number is doubling year over year. So the the opportunity and wow. the size of the market is amazing, and we're just a tiny piece of it. Like I couldn't even say we own a percentage of the whole e learning space. It's uh, such a huge industry. So there's so much there for people, and there's so many people flooding online that. You're right. You don't have to be the the PhD preeminent expert in your field to go and and create a course and be successful with it. But more importantly, you don't have to be that amazing expert to add value, right? In fact, a lot of people are looking to learn from someone. I look for this in business. I'm not looking for to learn from the CEO who's 20 years ahead of me and hundred billion trillion dollar company. I'm looking to to learn from the one who's a year or two ahead. Exactly. Is the billion dollar company, which is sort of that next step. It's just that little bit ahead of us. And so you really can jump in with the kind of things that people want to pick your brain over a coffee about say, Hey, you're really good at this. I want to learn from you on this. So I see people in, in all sorts of areas. And again, we talked about sort of those important steps that I see in in really great course creators, you don't need to do all those things. Um, and you definitely don't need to do any or all of them when you're getting started. I think caring about your customer and getting results is important, but there's no specific set of steps that you absolutely have to follow in order to be successful. Like I said, I see a lot of people like that hula hoop uh, that was Deanne Love, I think from Hoop Lovers in Australia. And she literally just had her iPhone in a park and was shooting herself <laughs> hula hooping. But that's how she got started. And now she has a team and she's growing it. Um, I saw recently a, a grad student who came out as a physical therapist, just getting started in her career, launches her course and does $120,000 in her first week of sales. So we're seeing all of these little stories of people who, you know, weren't confident that they were going to do as well as they did, tried it, definitely didn't do everything perfect the first time, didn't have a super well-produced course, but got it out there, got it in front of people and got great results out of it. So not every launch is like that. My personal course we put it up. I built the thing in 30 days because my brother gave me a deadline. He's like, I know you're working hard, but you've got 30 days before we yeah. launch this. Yep. We sold it for $29. And I think we had 10 sales in our first uh, month. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, less than $300, but it was 10 sales. It was 10 students saying, thank yep. you for the help. Yep. And it was an indication that there was something there. Now that course does maybe 10 grand a month, um, but it's full autopilot. I haven't touched it in eight yeah. years. Yeah. So amazing. the opportunities are everywhere in this space to, to jump in oh and help God. people. There's one I was talking to her recently, uh, Tiffany Ali Shea, and she was working at a daycare. She had a lot of the parents coming in, I think, in tough financial situations, asking her for money. She said, look, I can't give you money, but I can give you advice on how to sort of save and budget and plan. And so she started just teaching the parents at the daycare and then eventually turned that into an online program. And she was the one I was sort of referring to earlier who has 20,000 people in her community who have bought her programs, are part of her community. She has these, you know, peer mentor groups, Um, but she's helped over 20,000 families to better their financial situation. And of course, she's wildly successful as a business owner now because of that as well and has gone Mm -hmm. from being daycare worker to running her own online empire. Uh, But she's also helping tens of thousands of these families to better budget and plan for their future. So So pretty amazing story. It is. This conversation's amazing. But before we keep going, let's just thank our sponsor. 
Technology has improved everything from phones to cars to shopping, but mattresses have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep, and we deserve better. Finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The Purple mattress is a mattress that does it all. It's soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. And Purple is so confident in what they do that every Purple mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100-night trial. You guys, it's guaranteed comfort. The Purple Grid is the only comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body and sleep style. Unlike other mattresses that can disrupt your sleep, Purple is the just right all night feeling that you've been dreaming of. I love the material. It's super soft and comfy. It's like touching a cloud and I've been trying to get better sleep. So having a Purple mattress is definitely what I need if I want to show up and serve you as the most well-rested, energized version of myself. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com slash dream job and use promo code dream job. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash dream job, promo code dream job for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more terms apply. You know, my very first launch, I didn't know what I was doing. I was pregnant with my third daughter, had never seen a webinar, never led a webinar, but um, I did my very first launch and it was, you know, how do you write music for film and TV? And the very first launch, I made $147,000. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. And I did, I, I did think to myself, who the heck am I to do this? There's Yeah, you got that imposter syndrome where you're thinking, yeah. am I the one to go and teach everyone? Like, sure, I'm doing something with it, but yep. why me to teach everyone? Yeah, and I, put, um, I, I postponed it for, for a while, actually, because I thought, oh, other songwriters who are, who are ahead of me are going to think, why is she doing that? Okay, you know, I'm the one who's, you know, famous. I'm on tour. I'm like, yeah, but Taylor Swift isn't teaching this class. And I, okay, so I'll teach it. And, um, you know, we've had hundreds of students their songs have been on tv Grey's anatomy and commercials like mcdonald's and eighty thousand dollars for an ad i mean thank god thank god i pushed forward let's just go to one more piece of this when people tell me i'm gonna start an online course i'm like awesome that's so cool i'm so glad that you're getting with the times that's so great and then they tell me so i'm just gonna like put it out there and i say whoa wait a minute (laughs) <laughs> you know, if you build it, they don't come. Like you've mm-hmm. got to get that. Like there's a few things that have to happen before you ever say, Hey, here's a button to buy something. So can you help us walk through what are those things that actually start to make a runway so yeah. that when you go to offer your course, there's some <laughs> trust, there's some established relationship. Mm-hmm. What are some of those things that we should do ahead of time? Well, I think there's, there are so many different ways to approach this. You know, I've seen people where they go all out on the big launch, right? And they, and that's often the people who've done it before they know how to do it. But I have seen people where they put something together, they share it, they get a few people in, they start to deliver results. And it's sort of a slow ongoing kind of virtuous cycle of I get results. You know, they don't have the $100,000 launch in their first week or anything, but they're getting out there and they're, they're getting it in front and they're getting people, they're getting results. So one way is sort of to build the audience first and start sharing content. I mean, that woman I referred to who's the physical therapist, she spent a year leading up to that week on just posting a couple of times a day on Instagram. So it wasn't a a full-time thing by any stretch, but she was building an audience on Instagram. And she started from there, then directing those people to, I believe, uh, really, really early. She didn't even have an email list a few weeks before her launch, but she started building that list pretty quickly by directing people to some free resource, capturing their email. And then she started to build this small email list that she could actually launch to. The other really cool thing she did that I see work well with a lot of people is to enlist the help of partners. So finding others in your space, figuring out who in your industry or space uh, your potential customers or students are following and trying to partner with them to see if they'd like to share it Mm -hmm. with their audience. That Mm -hmm. can be an amazing way to get these things built quickly. But the other cool way I see people getting started is is sort of the the lean startup approach or pre-selling effectively or or getting people Mm -hmm. to commit to sign up for your program. Well, it's really still in its beta phase yep. where you're, you're really testing and you're saying you get to be a part of the creation of this program. And I think yeah. people are more and more accepting of that idea. In fact, there's some studies that show they value something more if they're part of the creation of it. Yes. So not even having a finished product and just saying, would you like to sign up and pay? Here's what I'm going to teach you. Here's the transformation of the result right. I'm going to get for you but you'll be part of the journey in getting there. So I've got the the base curriculum here and I've got that first lesson and then we're going to do live webinars or we're going to hop on a group coaching call, but I'll get you there and help you get there. 
but you're going to help me by giving me feedback along the way and making, helping me make it better. And that way you get to build it while actually generating some revenue and learning from people. Yeah. I love that. And I, I really want to pull apart what you're saying in, in, in two sections because there's one place where you're not ready for a multi six figure launch. Yeah. <laughs> you need to validate the course, right? So there's two chunks. There's, are you in the place where you've already validated the course and now you know that if you're going to put this out there, you don't want to just put it out there. You want to make sure that a lot of people buy, which means there's things that you're going to do to create that runway. But if you haven't yet validated this course, if you haven't gotten results for one, two, three, seven people yet, then what you're saying is essential. Like you can't, you can't decide that you're going to now start doing all of this whatever your marketing strategy is when you, ha- you have no clue if it's going to work for eight people, right? So <laughs> what I first did, just to make it, um, just give my own example, the very first thing I ever did when I was going to launch my six-figure songwriting class, which is what it was called, it's still called that, is I had one songwriter come over to my house. I said, bring me a Starbucks and in exchange for Starbucks, I'm going to teach you everything I know about writing music for film and TV. She's like, oh, thank God. Yes. Right. <laughs> so she comes over, I sit with her and then I, I, I started sitting with a few more songwriters and they loved it. And then I had 10 people come over one afternoon on a Sunday and they came to my living room and I taught like a three hour workshop. I did that oh, wow. a few times. I then rented a theater nearby with 50 seats. It cost me about 150 bucks to rent the theater. And that was a Tuesday morning when the theater was not using their theater. And I had 50 songwriters come, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it just kind of grew from there until finally I was like, I think I'm ready to put this out online. But that validation process was so great for me because at the end of every class, I said, what else did I not teach that you would have wanted to know? Oh, I never even, oh, oh, I'm so glad you told me that. Oh, so I was sort of building the class by yep. showing up in front of my people and saying, what else, what else, what else? Yep. And it's funny, you don't often hear those stories. We hear about the launches, but there's always work behind the scenes leading up to it to validate, test. I mean, even with my LSAT course, I've been teaching in a classroom for uh, a year before I went and put the course together and I'd been tutoring people. So I had that one-on-one of what Mm -hmm. else, what are you struggling with? What else can I help with? And I, I do think that it doesn't need to take a year but it. Uh, it can be very, very simple. And, and really, I think the core component, which you're identifying with the Starbucks and then the theater is, are you willing to invest in this? And it can be financial. I think that's usually the best way to really validate. If they're willing to put money down for you to teach them something, that's the best kind of positive reinforcement feedback you can get. But are you willing to invest your time, effort, and or money in learning this from me. And if you get a few people saying yes to that, that's usually a strong indication that there's something there. And keep in mind, you know, I was only getting often three to 10 people to be in a classroom, despite a ridiculous amount of marketing for my LSAT thing, or a few people to do one-on-one tutoring. But I knew when I went online, one or two people in my community could mean thousands around the world. So I was just going to say that. And so I love that you also just said it doesn't have to take a year. It really doesn't. Like once I met with a few people one-on-one, a few weeks later, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to invite people over. I think I could fit 10 people in my old living room, my old house. So we did that. It worked. I did that a second time. And then I was like, oh, this worked. You know, I'm just going to rent this theater. So in a matter of months, Greg, like Mm -hmm. I had gone from a few people at my dining room table to a little workshop in my living room, to a theater. And then I said, I think I'm going to put this out online. And what you just said is exactly right. I then went into a completely cold audience of the world, right? The world of humans who had identified Mm -hmm. themselves as songwriters, which is many. So with that, I was now ready and I wanted to do a big launch. I had validated it. We had had a couple hundred people come through the theater and my house and they liked it. And I had like kind of worked out what I was teaching or so I thought now it's so much more advanced since where it was, but I was ready. And so I thought, okay, how am I going to do a big launch? And even that, do you know how long it took? Eight (laughs) weeks. This is what I did. I had zero people on an email list, zero. So my baby was due in September. It was June. I said, okay, I've got this summer. to launch a class. So what I'm going to do is three simple things. I said, I'm going to create one freebie, one piece of content that songwriters would 
would go, oh, that, that's interesting, right? That would be like a really good building block towards the course. Mm-hmm. So I created a thing. It was like, I'm trying to remember. It was like the 10 things you need to know to license your music to film and TV. Nothing about it was, was cool. I like typed it on a Word doc, basically. <laughs> I set up my very first lead page, which I was like, it was painstaking at first. Now it's so easy. You can learn it in a second, but I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I did that. And basically people could download this 10 thing that you do for licensing your music in exchange for their email address. So I ran a Facebook ad knowing nothing about Facebook ads. I think I spent 50 bucks mm-hmm. and um, 1,040 people downloaded that thing. So that worked. And then um, after six weeks, I sent those 1,040 people an email saying that I was going to do a a class, a webinar. I didn't know what I was doing. I was terrified. I had never used the (laughs) software before. And I was was now um, eight months pregnant. So I didn't look cool at all. I love the additional timeline of the pregnancy and right? the looming birth exactly. to this whole thing. It yeah, just awesome. adds, yeah. And I was like schmitzing. I was like so hot. It's like the summer. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant. And I didn't have slides because I didn't know how to make them. It was just me mm-hmm. talking to a camera. And we had a few hundred people show up. And um, at the end, I said, I didn't have any smooth sales technique, no slides. I said, I'm going to offer my class. And I just like went out there on a limb. I was like, it's 997, thousand bucks. Can you believe that? (laughs) But I said it was going to be a year that I would, I would teach them for a year. Um, And I had created some classes where I was just, it was just audio, like me just talking basically um, with nothing else, no videos, just me talking. But I said that I would show up in a Facebook group live for them. That was really, I guess, the whole thing I was selling. And uh, I I had the cart open for three weeks. I never do that now. Um, Mm -hmm. I do everything so differently now. But um, by the end of the three weeks, 147 people signed up. Wow. That's, so, that's amazing. <laughs> but now if I do a launch, uh, like the last launch we did in January for that same class, we made $1.2 million. Wow. And uh, we do it a little differently now. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the souped up version, the Tesla version. Um, yeah, but you don't want to start there, right? I couldn't. You can only yeah. be where you are. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so break down for me. What did I just say? How can people understand? Because <laughs> I'm sure you have a much more fancy way of explaining what I just said. I mean, we, we teach people as they join Thinkific. We've got all sorts of ways of kind of teaching and coaching and guiding them to do different ways of either launching or doing evergreen. All my personal core stuff has always actually been evergreen where I, I've never really done the big here's the launch, close the cart. I've actually just put it out there evergreen where it's open it. and people can sign got up it. all the time. Um, and I think it's it's different things for different industries and markets. Mine's evergreen because people are writing the LSAT four times a year. So I guess I could do four launches, but it's kind of the thing when if someone wants to study for the LSAT tonight and my cart isn't opening for two weeks, they're just going to buy a competitor's course because mm-hmm. they're like, I've got this weekend book to study, so I'm buying the course. So it depends. Yeah, it's on a little bit of a, a different bit. animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I do think that the, the difference there is launches work really well where there's sort of a I don't know, a motivational component, like fitness, health, weight loss, that kind of thing is like a really great one where we all need sort of like a a kick in the pants to do it. So having that cart close or that deadline or that launch really helps get a whole bunch of people on board to to sign up for something. Whereas I think maybe making uh, sourdough, you've got a free Saturday afternoon, you go online, you find the sourdough coast, you want to buy it now because you're like, I want to make sourdough tonight. So sometimes it lends itself better to that evergreen thing. But I think the key things that I'm taking away from what you're sharing is you really started with wanting to help people and give value. So you started with, okay, what can I give away for free here that's really going to help people? And um, so you're running an ad, but not just an ad to sell something. You're running an ad right out of the gate of what can I give people that I can show them value and start to build trust? So you started with building trust. You started with building trust and giving them that checklist that they can get for free. Then your next invitation to continue to build trust is that webinar. And, and it's funny because you say oh, it wasn't super flashy and there were no slides, but I actually think in a lot of ways that builds more trust. And we even see more yes. now with like Instagram yes. live, or like people with their Instagram stories and stuff is when it's shot from a shaky phone, you know, without, super professional edited stuff, 
it's far more authentic and people trust that more. So now they see you just talking to camera and saying, hey, I, I've done this. I'm real. This isn't super polished, but I know what I'm talking about. You've built a ton of trust. And so then when you threw it out there, how about 997 for a year? Everybody wants to work with you. So I think starting that way is you can always polish it up and clean and test and iterate later, but just starting of what can I give someone that will help them and they'll see value right out of the gate, usually some sort of free thing. It could be a free mini course or free download. Make sure they get value and that's something that's actually going to deliver value, which usually means too, it shouldn't be something that's going to take them months to action. You want something they can action really quickly. And then from there, continue to talk to them and build trust and work towards whether it's the evergreen sale or that big launch. That's so good. And I I love that you're continuing to say it's not about how slick it is. It's about the realness of it. And people can feel that. And and you could feel that. Those of you listening, you know, you know the difference. So trust that. Trust that people, they really want something that's honest and that matters more than all the bells and whistles. And what I do now is like a five-day challenge. And it's basically like five webinars and really it's 10 because there's like five days of the challenge and then the cart opens and then I come back for another five days. And it's again, no slides, (laughs) no scripts, not for me, not for this girl. So (laughs) what winds up happening is people go, oh, I just spent 10 days with this person and I really have a sense of who she is. And remember that sales is intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so if you can create intimacy and people go, you know, I, I know her now and I like her and I trust her and I'm feeling like whatever I've gotten out of this last few days is more than I expected. And imagine where I would be if I stuck it out, you know, for a little bit longer. So it's really, I mean, we just scratched the surface today, but it really is a huge opportunity. And when I think about the thing that does the best is my courses, hands down. So you got to look at courses, you guys. Every one of you has a course inside of you. It's what got me to quit my job as a lawyer, and which I loved, but got me into giving me the freedom to do whatever I wanted. It's awesome. So I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> okay, I'm sold too. Okay, great. So is there anything that you want to leave us with today? Yeah, you know, I just thinking about this and maybe going deeper on some of these topics, I'll put a few a few resources together to help people out who are thinking of getting started on courses and we can just put yes. them at how about uh thinkific.com slash day job. Does day job work? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so thinkific.com, that's T H I N K I F I C dot com slash day job. Great. And we can put the link in the show notes as well. Great. Thank you for taking all of this time. So one thing I want to say if you're listening right now, maybe do what Um, Greg said he did before. Could everybody, when you're done listening, go take a sheet of paper or open a Google Doc and like brain dump, what the heck would I teach? And then could you come up with something really simple and then figure out like what would be the three steps to teach that? That might be a fun. Yeah, that's a great place to start. Thank you for being here. And thanks for creating such an awesome tool that my whole team loves. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love Greg. I could talk to him about courses all day long. Okay, here are the takeaways. Number one, start with the tools you have on hand. It doesn't need to be flashy. It doesn't need to be perfect. Number two, when you can deliver value, then you have a scalable business. Number three, welcome your students in. Make an amazing first impression. Number four, give clarity and guidance. Tell them where to go first, what's the end result, and how you're going to get them there. Start them on the path one step at a time. Number five, take out a piece of paper. Write down, what is the transformation I want to give? Number six, create community around your course. Number seven, you don't have to be an amazing expert. People would rather learn from the person who's just a couple steps ahead of them. Number eight, just start with what can I give someone that delivers value and will help them get the results? When you can give value, that's when it takes off. Thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world to me. I know you have a million things you could be doing. We have so many awesome episodes lined up, including the one I just told you about as a sneak peek with Jason Mraz. So make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And we are still giving away scholarships through the STAR program. If you haven't already done it, go ahead. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and take a screenshot of the review and send it to us with the subject line STAR to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and then post about the podcast in your Instagram or your Facebook and tag a friend and say, hey, I think you might really enjoy this. 
Every single month, we'll be choosing two of you and we'll email you and let you know if you win and you'll be getting some swag like a don't keep your day job. We have these adorable hoodies and mugs that say made to do this at heart of a hero. Plus, you'll get a scholarship to my program. If you feel like this episode or any episode is inspiring you or bringing value to your life, share it with a friend. It really means the world to us. It doesn't cost anything. And you can then enter the star giveaway, which might be super valuable for you. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. Maybe I lost some battles and my cage got rattled, but now I'm before. But I'll win this war. Hey, I came back fighting and now I know that nothing can hold me down anymore. I'll be right, the rules gonna make my move. I still got so much living left. Second limit, do it.